This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 88, When Disappointment Strikes, part one. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Xin chào to my friends in Vietnam. Hello to everyone else around the world. We have something in common, you and I, regardless of where we live or what age we are. We all meet with disappointment time and again. Sometimes it will be long stretches of time before we feel the sting of disappointment, or perhaps the disappointments are so minor that they don't really affect our day to day. And sometimes it seems like we're under a daily attack of disappointments, hitting us with machine gun rapid fire, or it feels so intense that we can't even breathe. I recently experienced a disappointment that literally just broke my heart in two, and it has had me pondering a lot about disappointments and how they affect my life and how I have handled them in the past when they come my way, and how I can handle them with more resilience and wisdom moving forward. Lightning is a very quick electrical discharge that occurs between a cloud and the ground, or between two clouds, or within a cloud. It can be seen as a bright flash and is followed by the sound of thunder. To me, disappointment is like that lightning. It strikes in a flash, sometimes causing destruction like splitting a tree or starting a fire. And it comes with strong emotions that shake us like thunder. Living here in Indiana, we have literally had our house shake because of the thunder. Have you ever felt disappointment? like it splits your heart in two, or shaking you to your very foundation. Disappointment is a feeling of sadness when something falls short of our expectations. Every day, people deal with disappointment, right? Depending on how big the disappointment is or how we deal with it, this feeling may disappear after a short while or hang over us our whole life or for long periods of time. If not dealt with properly, with a healthy mindset, um, with a way to process emotions in a way that you're going to thrive, disappointments can lead to depression and eventually apathy, a lot of other, other things that keep us stuck in our life. In short, disappointments can either destroy us or create something new within us. When disappointment strikes in your life, which of the two is taking root in you? Are you letting that disappointment consume you or quash your dreams? Or is it helping you see your desires and dreams clearer and giving you an opportunity for unexpected growth? 
Today, I'm going to talk about the three signs you are letting disappointment destroy you. And next week, I will talk about how we can process disappointment in a healthy way so that healing and learning and courageous fortitude can happen. Brene Brown once said, disappointment is unmet expectations. The more significant the expectations, the more significant the disappointment. The feelings of sadness, despair, regret, loss, anger, and frustration that accompany disappointment are very real. But we do not want to make those emotions become our only reality. These emotions can potentially keep us stuck and living small. So before I can talk about how to thrive through and from disappointment, we need to check in with ourselves. We need to be real honest with ourselves and notice if we are doing any of the three behaviors that I'm going to list, or if we have allowed these things to become a normal way for us to deal with disappointment. Okay, the three are one, okay, when you experience disappointment, do you one, numb yourself with other activities, two, pretend you don't care, three, give up. Okay, number one, you numb yourself with other activities. The first unproductive way to deal with disappointment is to drown out your disappointment by keeping busy or engaging in mind-numbing activities. Do you pack your schedule with back-to-back things and to-do lists? Do you binge-watch shows or crave the escape of reading for hours on end? Does it seem like all you want to do is sleep or eat or go shopping, or shop online, or party with friends, or turn to drugs or alcohol? Whenever you have a free moment, are you filling in the time gap scrolling through social media? When we dive into mindless activities, or are constantly on the move, checking off the to-do boxes, we are trying to avoid being alone with our disappointment. While it's okay to play video games or go to bed early to shake off negative feelings, the problem comes when we use these excessively to deal with unhappiness rather than facing the problem head on. Like, think about a rebound relationship, right? A person tries to get over their previous partner by jumping into a new relationship to avoid dealing with the pain of a breakup. While distracting yourself with other activities may make you feel happy in the short run, They do not resolve the issue. And in fact, often the disappointment hits us harder when it resurfaces because we're actually in a less healthy emotional and mental state. Plus, when we go into distract and avoid mode, we almost always heap other toxic emotions onto the feelings of disappointment we were trying to avoid in the first place. For example, let's say you go into a rebound relationship. You might regret how you treat that person, knowing that you're in the relationship for all the wrong reasons. You might feel mortified that you take actions that hurt others, or you might feel angry with yourself for engaging in mind-numbing activities. For me, when I numb by staying busy 
or I go into what I call, I'm just fine. Just keep busy. It's just fine, right? Just keep busy. That mode, I get super wound up and stressed and it manifests in speaking in a sharper tone or with less patience to my loved ones. And then I feel badly that I am not my highest self, right? And I heap those toxic emotions onto the being disappointed emotion in the first place, or I get physically exhausted, like flat out physically exhausted because I'm pushing myself too hard. When I go into numbing mode, and for me, that's probably going to look like binge watching Netflix or something else like that. I feel guilty. I feel guilty for checking out as a mom and a wife. I feel embarrassed that I don't have enough self-control to stop. I feel shame because I know Like I know that sleep is way more important for me than hitting the button play next episode. And yet I hit play next episode, right? Like what is wrong with me? And then I feel guilty and all those things. Okay. What are your avoid feeling disappointment activities? Be honest with yourself. What additional toxic emotions do you inadvertently heap on while you have engaged or after you've engaged in those activities? When we avoid the disappointment doesn't dissolve, right? And we add more suffering to the scenario. And because we didn't face the disappointment in the first place or process the dismay or the sadness or learn from it, we haven't prepared ourselves to handle the next disappointment when it strikes. Do you see how damaging the lightning strike of disappointment can be if we try to avoid it by staying distracted? Okay, number two, do you pretend like you don't care, right? When disappointment happens, you tell yourself, oh, I didn't really want that goal or that thing wasn't, it wasn't really that important to me anyway, or I didn't really want that. I didn't really want to be in that relationship anyway. Deep down, you do care. And it cuts so deep that it might even change how you move forward in living your life. When you pretend like you don't care and you really, really do, you might condition yourself to not have any expectations or feel hopeful about anything. You stop being enthusiastic or passionate about things that used to bring you joy. Or let's say you've been disappointed in a relationship before. You build up walls to prevent people from getting close to you. Or you never commit to anyone. Or you appear aloof or uninterested in love. You guys, disappointment, feeling that disappointment means that you have passion for something. And that is a good thing. Every cause has an effect. Think of disappointment as an effect where the cause is your love for the thing in question. So for example, you are disappointed in a friend because you care a lot about that friendship or you're disappointed in your recent dates because you're passionate about finding a partner to journey life with. You're disappointed in a business venture that isn't working how you thought it would or as fast as you thought it would, because 
you really want to help people and you know that you can make a difference in people's lives. Like, oh, if they would just do this thing, you know, or if they would just buy this thing, their life would be so much better. And you're just, you're disappointed because you feel passionate about what you are um, selling or what you are offering. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, there can be no deep disappointment where there is not deep love. This deep love is what drives you towards your goals. Don't ever pretend like you don't feel. Don't ever pretend that it doesn't matter. Know that being disappointed is a better emotional state than being apathetic. When someone's apathetic, they feel indifferent, uninterested, unresponsive about everything. That's no different from being a robot. Disappointment brings out a very strong emotional reaction. And that actually has the potential to help you get really in tune with your inner self, to get in tune with what your dreams are. So don't pretend that a goal was never really that important to you or that a relationship didn't matter. It will make you more miserable and honestly have compounding effects on how you form future healthy relationships and routines in the long run. Your expectations, your hopes, and your dreams do matter. Which leads me to the third way we deal with disappointment. That will destroy us. And that is giving up. When we are told no, when we are rejected, or something we hoped would happen doesn't, or we discover a truth that is not what we thought it was, we might make it mean that we aren't supposed to do it. We might make it mean that we ourselves, like me, I'm not good enough or strong enough or smart enough to do it or to receive it, depending on what it is that caused your disappointment. And we would be wrong. Disappointments, the no's, the rejections, the failed attempts, they do not mean we should give up. William Throsby Bridges once said, disenchantment whether it is a minor disappointment or a major shock, is the signal that things are moving into transition in our lives. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Instead of thinking the heavy thoughts like, why am I even doing this? I think I should just give up. Like, why am I even doing this? I'm going to just give up. I've had these thoughts before. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. But what if we just saw this as like, okay, I'm feeling disappointment. That means that there's transition happening in my life. What if we thought disappointment was a troubleshooting tool? Like, okay, I want you to think of the the next five different scenarios. Instead of thinking, oh, I should just give up. Like, this is what this means. What if you thought, huh, this disappointment, this no, these rejections, these failed attempts... I really want to think about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, I think this is going to really help me get very clear on why I am doing what I'm doing or why I want this dream, why this is my vision. Okay. So it could just mean it's a time to reevaluate my why. Number two, all these things could be a signal 
that you need to let go of the specific way you are currently trying to obtain your goal, your dream, or your vision. Maybe it's exactly what you should be doing and where you should be doing it, but the way you're going about it just needs to be tweaked. That's all. That's all. Number three, you know, disappointments, no's, rejections, failed attempts, the not getting the thing, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I should give up. Maybe those things are telling you that you're putting way too much pressure on yourself to meet expectations. If you're feeling those disappointments so raw and so real, maybe you're putting too much pressure on yourself and you need to lighten things up a little bit. Don't give up. Just think of ways to lighten it up a little bit. Number four, the disappointment could be protecting you from things you aren't ready for yet. And number five, all those no's, the rejections, the failed attempts, etc. They could be closed doors of disappointment that are leading you to an opportunity you never would have considered that is far better for your life, your dreams, etc. Have hope. Have hope that there is, you know, an opening somewhere else just waiting for you to discover it. It doesn't necessarily mean I should give up. Maybe it just means I need to be a little bit more patient and keep trying until that open door is just inviting me to jump through it. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. also once said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Isn't that beautiful? Like, okay, I can accept this disappointment. It's fleeting. It's finite. But that doesn't mean that I am going to lose hope. I hope you have desires and expectations, hopes and dreams, goals and ambitions. These desires come about for a reason. And it would be so tragic to give up. In Esther and Jerry Hicks' book, Ask and It Is Given, they say, if you have the ability to imagine it or even to think about it, this universe has the ability and the resources to deliver it fully unto you. But if you try to distract yourself from disappointment or drown out the feelings of disappointment or pretend that you didn't even have an expectation or desire in the first place, Or finally, if you decide to give up on your dream altogether, you are rejecting who you are on the inside and you're not giving the universe time to deliver what you want to you. You are rejecting who you are on the inside. When you give up on your goals, your dreams, your vision, and your desires for your life, what you want to see in your life, it's like that lightning strike started a destructive fire And you are allowing it to burn out your true self. You get decimated from the inside out. You can try to pretend that everything is fine and lead your everyday life, but you can't fool your subconsciousness. Remember, we are the stars of our own play. We are also the director and the producer of our play and the lead actor. 
No one wants to put on a show where the actors are on autopilot just going through the motions. Honestly, if you think about it, that would be super creepy to go to a play like that or just super boring. You were created to live with a zest for life, to do things that fuel your purpose and to create a life that you love to live. And handling disappointment face on is part of creating that life you love to live. Oprah Winfrey once said, turn your wounds into wisdom. And that is exactly what I'm going to teach you how to do next week. Blogger Celestio once said, you are not alone in your disappointment. Everyone has faced disappointment at some point. Your friends, family, teachers, managers, coworkers, and bosses. I have faced disappointments before as well, be it in love, health, relationships, or work. Disappointment is not something exclusive to you. Even though disappointment is an emotion triggered without your conscious control, you can deal with it in a conscious manner. As long as you learn to address your disappointments properly and pick up from here, you can lead your life the way it was meant to be led, in alignment with your true passion and desires. I love those empowering words. Henry Ward Beecher once said, one's best success comes after their greatest disappointments. I want to help you turn your greatest disappointments into your greatest successes. So join me next week on Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors. Until then, give yourself that hardcore reality check. See if you are trying to distract if you are pretending like it doesn't even matter or you have given up altogether on your dreams. And I'll see you next week. Research has shown that doing yoga even just once a week helps balance cortisol levels, raises serotonin levels, and helps calm the nervous system. It also builds not only physical strength, but emotional fortitude and self-confidence, all of which are crucial components of maintaining a flourishing mental health. Yisha Warriors offers an eight-week series entitled Freedom from Depression and Anxiety with over 40 yoga videos for all levels of ability, breathing exercises, sleep helps, motivational talks, and weekly journal prompts that promote introspection. It is perfect for the whole family. You become the person who stays grounded, clear-minded, and calm, and you become the most powerful person in the room. Buy the program today and enter in code HAPPY20 to receive $20 off. That code again is HAPPY, all capital letters, 20. Why wait another day to get more peace in your life?